Welcome to It Starts at Home, a weekly podcast where we have honest conversations about what discipleship looks like in the home. Our hope is to come alongside parents by providing biblical truth and practical tools for raising kids and teens. We don't claim to be experts and we haven't written any books, but we do love families and want to help them build their foundation on Jesus. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us for another episode of It Starts at Home. I am here, as always, with my co-host, Thad Yessa. How's it going, Thad? It's going pretty well. I'm sticking mostly with my New Year's resolution word. Mostly? Mostly, of keeping balance. Okay. Uh, But yeah, I'm doing well. I'm excited for another epi of It Starts at Home. What are we talking about today? So, you know, we're on this segment of communication, and I think... One of the harder things in parenting is talking to teenagers. So I thought we could tackle that today. Yeah, parenting teenagers is hard. I don't have any teenagers, so it's much easier for me to speak about this. But parenting teens uh, can leave you just as weary as those endless nights of when babies are teething. But being a teen is hard too, and I think that's what we need to recognize. Mm -hmm. That the teenage years are without a doubt, some of the most complex years of your life. During those years, teens are moving towards adulthood and people are expecting them to act as adults but not respecting them as adults. Mm. Their bodies are changing, their personalities are developing, their emotions are all over the place. And frankly, there's a lot of insecurities about who they are, what they wanna do, and your job as a parent is to help them navigate All of that, while they may or may not want to talk to you. (laughs) You as a parent have hit a transitional period. Dads, you are no longer your daughter's hero. You've been promoted to the fun sucker who says no to everything. Mm -hmm. And mom, you are no longer your son's best friend. Instead, you've been moved to the nagging mom who doesn't follow your own rules. And so, parents, I'm sorry, you're nowhere close to being cool in your teenager's mind. Right. But as parents, we know that we play a vital role in our child's life. We know we play a vital role in our teen's life. Studies show that parents have the greatest impact on their child's future relationships with God and the church. And so we want to be sure that we are the ones that help shape what our teens see and believe about the world around them, about who God is, about what the gospel is. And so in order to do those things, it has it's important that we're able to communicate well with our teens. So Thad, what does it look like to have healthy communication with our teens? How do we actually talk to our teens when they don't want to talk to us? Yeah, I think I think it's uh, really five kind of things that, that we can focus in on. Mm-hmm. First one is to be available to talk. That may seem very simple, but really that's where you need to start is be available. Does it always seem like your teen wants to talk to you when you're busy? or when they say mom dad I need to talk to you and you say hold on we'll do it later Mm. parents there's always a ton to do on your to-do list there's always going to be more stuff you can do dinner always needs to be prepared the house always needs to be cleaned laundry is always piling up especially with teenage boys but (laughs) there's always something to be done make sure you make yourself available to them turn off the stove delay a to-do list stay up a little bit later, find a way to make yourself available where your teen isn't feeling rushed or that they're not important. 
Yeah, the second thing would be to talk about their interests. Take an interest in their hobbies, the things that they like, their friends. Don't make communication something that only happens when there's a problem or when you're upset or angry about something. You need to set aside intentional time to get into your teen's world. What do they like? Who are their friends? Um, get involved in the movies that they're interested in. What sports do they play? Do they play any music? Make a plan during those intentional times not to talk about anything conflictual. Don't talk about anything that they're doing wrong or that you need to correct on them. Um, just enjoy being together and building relationships and communication with them that isn't tense. And along those same lines is like or find good qualities in their friends, parents, their boyfriends or girlfriends. And this can be challenging because... Teenagers at times can be gross and obnoxious <laughs> and maybe annoying, uh, but they're your teenager's friend. And mm -hmm. so they're very important to them. And so we already know that when we tell our kids not to talk or hang out with someone, that sends them running towards that relationship. It's perfectly fine to show concern about friends that your student has mm. but we need to make sure that we use concrete examples rather than tearing down an individual so if you see or hear your student's friend doing something use that specific example and then say hey let's let's talk about that do you think that behavior is okay and you're still showing like, I care about your friends. I care about your boyfriend. I care about your girlfriend. But more importantly, I care about you. Mm -hmm. And that takes us to number three, and that's to listen. Yeah. James 1.19 says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Yeah, one of the biggest complaints that we hear from teens is that their parents just don't listen. Parents, we often preach, lecture, talk, talk, talk some more. Do we really hear our kids? Yeah, we have a lot of wisdom and advice and we very much want to protect our kids from making mistakes. Sometimes a lot of the same mistakes that we made at their age, um, but rather than talking at them, we have to remember to talk to them. It can be much more constructive to ask those intentional or strategic questions to get them talking and so we can really understand what's going on in their head. And when they want advice, and they ask for advice, give them advice, but don't always assume that they want it. A lot of times our teens, they just wanna share their thoughts, they wanna vent, they wanna be affirmed by the people that they love, and that's you parents. Yeah, so don't hijack the conversation. Proverbs 18, 13 says, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. And parents, we don't wanna be shameful and foolish. If you sit down and you ask your teen a question, make sure you listen completely, we're very quick to try to interject as they're talking. And once we do that, they're just going to shut down. They're not going to want to share anymore because you've already invalidated everything else they're going to say. Mm. Number four is to value our teen's feelings. Sometimes the feelings that our teen are, is experiencing, they, it just might seem unreasonable <laughs> to us. We kind of, as adults, have a bigger picture of life than they do. We can see further into the future. We know that this thing that's going on is not going to matter next week. It definitely isn't going to matter next year. But to our kids and our teens, this is going to be one of the biggest problems that they've ever faced. Or it might feel like one of the biggest problems that they've ever faced. So remind yourself of when you were a teen and the different situational things, how it felt when you didn't make the basketball team or how it felt when that friend did this behind your back. Their feelings, they're valid for them and either you need to affirm that with the kindness and compassion that you have for them and to just listen to them. And lastly, number five is to don't overreact. So there's two ways which we can do this. First is to 
disengage, that we have the attitude that they're not listening, they don't care about our opinion. Every time I tell them to do something, they do the exact opposite. And so parents, we can be tempted like, I'm just not going to. It's not worth my time. I'm not going to have this battle. I'm not going to fight for them. And really, that's the exact opposite of what we're supposed to do. As parents, we're supposed to care deeply for them. We're supposed to, when the battle gets tough, we keep fighting because we care for them. We're helping them develop and we're trying to point them towards Jesus. And Jesus doesn't give up on us, so we shouldn't give up on our teenagers. And the other way we can overreact is through reckless words. Mm -hmm. And we need to remember what Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Mm -hmm. And when we're communicating with our teen, and sometimes communication gets messy, is that we don't let our emotions get out of control and build up and then spew out at our teenager. Because that's going to make the situation way worse by throwing out reckless words like you're not trying you don't care that outfit makes you look like fill in the blank Mm. make sure your words are filled with grace and love kindness and compassion because that's how you're actually going to communicate with them through your physical words that they are important to you yeah so We've talked about how we're talking and making ourselves available and listening, but where can we talk to our kids? And so I think that one of the easiest places is the car. So we go places all the time, and a lot of times we find that our kids and our teens are more willing to talk in the car than they than they are in other spaces. Now, of course, if they've got a cell phone, that can be easily distractible in the car. So maybe you just make it a practice when we're driving somewhere, like let's talk and let's put our phones away. I'll put mine away because I'm driving, and you put yours away because we're talking. Um, and it can be a lot easier to talk when you don't have to sit and stare at each other face to face. There's something less intimidating about talking in the car when you don't have to directly look at mom or dad in the face. So find excuses to get in the car together and use that time to find out more about your teen's world. What are their interests? What are their hobbies? Who are their friends? What are their friends up to? I think the the second is really any recreation, whether that's uh, vacation and everyone's relaxed because you're on vacation, there's no tensions running high, you're on vacation, and when you go on vacation, it should be for rest and relaxation. So no one's tensions are running high, there's not the stress of school or work, Mm -hmm. and maybe recreation could be playing games together. Mm -hmm. And as you're playing board games while everyone's guards are down, uh, unless you're very competitive, but use that as a way to build in conversations to hear about their day, hear about what's going on. How did that make you feel? What's going on in your life? Tell me about your friend. And use those times of recreation as really easy ways to talk to someone. Yeah. Another great place, and we've talked about this before, is just the dinner table. This is a space where you can make communication traditions. It can just be normal practice in your family that at Mm -hmm. dinner time, we all share about what's going on. So one way to do that would be, hey, what was a high of your day and what was a low of your day? Um, And maybe start on the low and end on the high. Um, Or another suggestion would be, can you everybody share three things about your day and how those things made you feel throughout the day? But just establish those traditions at dinner so that everyone in the household sharing, your teen, their younger sibling, mom and dad, everybody's talking and it's just natural to talk at our dinner table. The last one is written communication can work better sometimes, whether that's in a notebook or texting and your teenager might feel more comfortable if like, hey, here's here's what I think, here's what I feel, but I feel much better just writing out 
writing it out and letting you listen or read it mm -hmm. and maybe you'll understand me better if I can put my words to paper now communication with our teenagers should written communication whether text or writing should never take the place of verbal communication but it can be a nice medium that is perhaps less intimate and so your teenager might feel a little bit more comfortable in that way and you might be listening and you might be thinking like okay neither of you guys have teenagers <laughs> you don't understand how difficult it is you're wondering how can i find the grace and the strength to do this and the scriptures tell us where we can find the grace and strength to do that and second peter 1 3 through 4 it says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may be you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of this world caused by evil desires so that god has given us everything that we need for that and lastly galatians 6 9 through 10 one of my favorite verses let us not grow weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all people especially to those who belong to the family of believers and so parents that is our encouragement to you do not grow weary in well-doing but instead strive to have good communication with your teens so that you can point them towards Jesus and you'll be able to reap the benefit of seeing them follow Jesus for a long time. Thanks for listening to It Starts at Home. We hope that today's episode has been helpful and encouraging to you. If you enjoyed this episode, we ask that you share it with a friend. You can stay connected by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.